I've always known that I have, I've had a jaded sense of self-worth and trying to improve that in by recognizing who I am in Christ. Cause I know that it's not going to happen because I like myself. I've given up me just liking myself for, for jokes, for shits and gigs. It has to be the only reason why I'm attempting to like myself is because God likes me. So there must be something in there that's worth, that's somewhat redeeming. So because, because God says that there's, there's value in me, I've, I have to start treating myself like there's some value. And one of the main ways I do that is choosing not to, that I have a choice in the people who I can keep close. Like I, I don't have to keep you around just cause you want to be kept around. That's not how this works anymore. That's a nice little warning for everybody. In, the, in a similar vein to our episode last week or the last episode. Yeah, I'm not, like, I don't even... Angry. It's okay. It's, I mean, it's not even anger at this point. It's recognizing that there is... There's so much... I have so much more agency than I thought I did. I think before... And I mean, obviously, you know, as a teenager, as somebody who's younger, you spend so much time wanting to be liked like you're trying to find ways for people i'm already inside this house most of the time right like i'm really like not i'm past trying to be liked of course there are certain spaces i i would like to be liked in but yeah. it's fizzled it's significantly fizzled I mean, as comes with age and wisdom right it's like it's the age part in that you physically don't have the time to keep pleasing people anymore and then wisdom tells you that it's okay to not want to please anyone anymore, anymore. And that you can't. I haven't necessarily reached that level of wisdom yet. I'm still out here trying to please people because apparently, apparently a part of me can't deal with not being liked. But do I have the energy for that? No. Not even remotely. My brain is not working today. I refuse to make it work. I was stuck on a chunk of code trying to debug for three hours straight only to realize the reason why I had everything wrong. The only reason why I had an error for the three hours was because I spelled the word percentage without mm. a C. Yep. That'll happen so to you. That's where my brain is right now. I can't, I can't do anything else. That'll happen. That'll get you. Per, I spelled parentage, parentage. And then it was like every line, every, like there were lines that were running and lines that weren't. And it was like, I went through the logs and realized this whole time it was like, um, object parentage, not found. Uh, no, sorry. Object percentage, not found. Object percentage, not found. And I was like, but I put this percentage in there. It's right there. And then I just zoomed in. I was like, there's, there's no I'm seeing. There's yes. No and you feel frustrated. <laughs> Where do we even go from here? Honestly, like, let's just double down. Yeah. Because it's like, as much as I want to be like, no, but helping people is also being, is also time dedicated to God and like taking time to That's true. Kind. It is, but it's not focused on God. So yeah, I get it. And there are certain times that God will call, like call you out and be like, this is something that I would like for you to do. Mm-hmm. And in those times, I sometimes listen. Sometimes. God gave me free will and I didn't say that I exercise it properly, but I do exercise it. Sometimes he tells me things and I don't listen. I blatantly don't listen. Like help this person. Like, mm, I'm okay. Or like I would like for you to try this thing out. Be like, I'll see for myself. 
but that's the that's the folly of a child. I recognize that you know within my walk with God that I I am fall- fallible. I make mistakes. That's okay. I don't think I was always this bubbly Susie Sunshine, but I will say I was probably more bubbly of a person than I am now. And part of the work that I'm starting to do to rediscover that old part of myself, because I know that she's there and that it's God obviously gave me those traits for with like good reason, um, is recognizing that I can't, I can't be bubbly for everybody. Not, I can't be joyful in everybody's face. It's draining. (laughs) It's really draining. And not that everyone deserves it per se, but if I'm giving it out to everyone, like I, I, I can't pour from an empty cup. Nope. And so I have to be selective with how I'm stewarding my energy so that it's being used towards the best people, the best things, the best things, uh, the best ways that will glorify God. Exactly. Disrespectfully declining the offer to help some female. Is it right? It's happening. No, it's good. This is honestly the best. This is the best um, mindset to be in when talking about kindness. Welcome to the Abeg Podcast, by the way. Welcome. Um, I'm Esther. That's D. Hi. And we're both, we're both tired today. I beg this kindness. It will kill me. Like yeah, kindness. Huh, this kindness might just kill me. Bit of a recap. Because they're like, I don't know what we walked into. That's okay. We have been having this sort of ongoing series in the fruit of the spirit. If you're wondering what the fruit of the spirit is, go to another episode. I've this is not the episode we're gonna give you the recap. I love how we're talking about kindness, but we're not even kind enough to tell them where to find out about the, the fruits of the spirit. We it was in our it out yourselves. It was in the first patience Abraham. The first patient's episode titled Abraham. There we go. Listen to that one. And then listen to Patience uh, Act 2. What was it called? Or no, no. Um, uh, yeah, Patience uh, to, to More Patience. No, no, with More Patience, More Prayerful. <laughs> to Patience. To, to Prayerful. There we go. So, um, if you would like to know what the fruit of the Spirit is, you know, no, I feel bad. The, I, the listeners, they didn't do anything. Listeners, I'm sorry. Let me let me pull it up. Better be sorry. You didn't you didn't elicit this reaction from me. Three forty five in the afternoon and I'm falling asleep. Quick summary. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is a biblical term that sums up the nine attributes of a person or community living in accordance with the Holy Spirit. And this is in reference to the verse in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There's a song. There is a song. They made us learn it at HTV. Yeah. Well, there was also... It sticks in your head. There's also like a VBS song, I believe. Yeah. VBS, um, Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School. You know, for a long time, I thought it was Video Bible Studies. <laughs> that's not bad video Bible studies. I thought y'all were all going to camp to just sit in a room and watch videos about Jesus and I was like wow I wouldn't want to do that but yeah vacation Bible study sounds a lot more appealing than video sorry vacation Bible, Bible school, school sounds a lot more appealing than video Bible studies you know, it was a vacation from regular school but now you get to do mm-hmm. Bible school mm-hmm. so yes we're talking about kindness today which is the fifth Yes, it is the fifth. We had we did two episodes on patience. Should definitely check those out. I the first one is way more upbeat. The second one is less upbeat, and I yeah, think that it's important for the kindness episode to not be chipper because because neither of us have the energy right now to do that. Let's just get this out of the way. Kindness is not niceness. Mm-mm. Jesus is not a nice man. No, he wasn't. Everyone's like, oh, Jesus was a good... He may have been a good person. He was not a nice person. Don't you remember him walking into the temple and flipping over tables? And yelling at people? Rebuking them? It's the same... He's not a nice person. Same person who was out here calling out that Samaritan woman and all of her water-based activities. Yeah, he was like... He was like, girl, I know you was a hoe, but I'm still gonna save you. <laughs> I'm... Like, <laughs> He said, he said, oh, the, the, the man that you're living with is not your, your husband. husband. And she's like, damn, he knows I'm a hoe. He's like, hmm. That's crazy that you're out here fetching water at this time of this day. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> he said, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. She's mm. fetching water. Mm. Giving up that water. Mm. There was also Jesus. Did he also call out Peter? Peter was like, Lord, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Blah, blah, blah. And Jesus said, you? In, like, two hours, you're going to pretend you don't even know me. And Peter's like, never, never. And Jesus is like, just watch. And then he did it three times. He's not a nice person. Jesus rebukes families, friends, and everybody in between. You can catch the hands. Paul. Think about Paul. Paul was walking around. To be fair, Paul was um, killing Christians, so he kind of deserved it. But Paul was walking around, minding his merry way, trying to go find some more Jews to persecute. And Jesus said, I'm going to make you blind. That's not a nice thing. There was even, um, there's this Bible verse. This is Luke 9, 37 to 43. This is not ghetto Bible studies. This is just fun. No, this is just recapping. Um, where, this is the story where Jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit. Mm. And this is, I think he has, like, modern day translation is he was having seizures. So, on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, teacher. I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him, and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I going to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. Jesus essentially said, y'all niggas can't do shit without me. Like... <laughs> or even like the example of like Jesus in the boat where there was a storm and he was falling asleep and everyone's like oh no we're gonna drown the boat Jesus wakes up and is like y'all niggas can't really can't do shit without me not even that I'm on the boat how the boat gonna drown <laughs> with me here I'm legit on the boat with you 
All of this is to say Jesus was not a nice man. Jesus is not a nice man. And no. generally, we. we're not. We feel justified knowing all of this. I think it's great because I sometimes see the super nice girls and I wonder, "Mm, maybe I should tailor my personality or pick up some more traits from them. But reading about my Lord and Savior emboldens me further in the season I'm in right now in my life. Because generally, niceness involves doing something that's pleasing or agreeable. But kindness is doing something that is helpful to others. Or that comes from a place of benevolence. Right, that's a good definition. I never thought of it that way, actually. Where it's not about... It's about helping people, not how you make them feel. Exactly. While niceness is doing something for the purpose of... Pleasing the other person. Exactly. Right. There is a certain selfishness to niceness because you want to be perceived a certain type of way. Mm. Whereas kindness is doing something for the pure good of it, regardless... Of how you like feel how about it. Because yeah. I, I think I had some examples here. Say you're holding the door out for others. And that could be described as either nice or kind. So if your underlying motivation is so that they're like, Oh, thank you so much for holding the door. Then that action can be considered nice because it's a pleasing thing to do. But it's not kind because the reason why you're opening the door for someone is so that they can tell you thank you. Versus, Damn, yeah. if uh, the is like seeing somebody who might need help with the door but isn't asking for it, ex- and no one else is around to 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 see you do this nice thing, and they may or may not say thank you. They might say thank you, yeah. but they may not, and you're okay with the outcome either way because you understand that it is important to help this person and open the door. That is kind. It's like holding the door open for a couple with a stroller. Yeah. A lot of times they feel entitled to it. It's still a kind thing to do, but doing it knowing that you're not going to get a thank you is the kind thing to do. The nice thing to do would be to demand a thank you after it and be like, <laughs> which I have seen in this New York. People are nasty. People are nasty worldwide. <laughs> I can only imagine. concentrated here. It's just, there's just a lot of people in a small a space. So you might re- you might see it a little bit more frequently. Yeah, and I would say that's, you know, a more general example. Another example is having to break bad news to a good friend of yours. That's something that no matter how you cushion this, your friend is going to be devastated. They're, they're not going to see you in a positive light. This is not going to be pleasing. You're not going to necessarily be seen as agreeable for bringing up this comment. Nope. And while this news is almost guaranteed to displease your friend, you know that the information is going to help them in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so that is also considered a kind action, the same way opening a door for someone without the intention of them saying thank you or not. Also, You know, if that's coming in, sorry, that wasn't super well phrased. No, 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 it makes sense. It completely makes sense. And... It's funny, you know, I, like, I sound so frustrated and kind of worn out with how, with where my life has been. And it's because, upon reflection, I have been more of a nice person than a kind one. And I am now slowly recognizing those moments when I've done things just to be nice, just because that's the way that we do things, like Nigerians like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't and 
enjoy the stress of confrontation and I generally want to keep the peace. Yeah. But peace does not always want to be kept. No. Uh, oftentimes peace wants to run around. Mm-hmm. Peace wants to run away. Peace says this is, this is not the party that I got an invite to. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, it's true. I feel like that's that's what's draining it what's draining isn't the being nice or not being nice or keeping space for people or not keeping space for people it's realizing that what you've been doing this whole time is not necessarily the kind thing but the nice thing and only in service of other people which is still i guess technically kindness Mm-mm. i don't get because here's the thing it's one thing to do something knowing it might convenience it might inconvenience you but i i mean i, I can't speak for you but i know for me a lot of the motivation behind it was I know that this person will see it as being in my debt. Or I know that they'll say thank you. Or I know that they'll they'll find some way. There was always some level, some transaction happening. Whether it was, I know that I can hit you up for a favor in the future. And because I've done this thing for you, remember it. <laughs> So that when I'm asking of my thing, you can also do for me. Now, I don't want to be, I want to be cautious in what I'm saying because there are certain level of expectations between like dynamics and we're not, we're not children anymore that it is. Oh, we're not? Damn it. No. That my, my dad, that five-year-old's walking around on this mm-hmm. earth who have never known life without a smartphone i'm recognizing now that it's ruined a lot of potentially great relationships with people not because i got so fed up with doing the nice thing but never putting on my big girl panties and seeing that even though this is the nice thing to do it's going to inconvenience me or wear at me and eventually it will lead to me snapping back at them so what's actually best in this moment is for me to decline or me to ask for like, hey, can I call you back in an hour? Or me to just flat out say, um, no, no. And that is just as kind. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my biggest problems is I have a very hard time saying no to things. Even if it's at my expense. And that's not to be like, oh, I'm such a good person. I can't say, no, it's just because it gives me genuine anxiety. So it's, fully for for selfish purposes it's not even to please other people it's because i get anxious having to say no to people and there's a certain part of that that's like okay well you just care about how other people think i mean kind of sure but that's not necessarily that's that's not the root of it and that's not what makes things that i do kind or not kind or nice or not nice that's that's a whole other motivation right yeah so it's painful because then it's like, even when I do kind things, as opposed to when I do nice, like, things that are just nice for the sake of being nice, there is still that anxiety that I have in that I, am I just doing this because if I don't do it, I will be anxious? Does that still make it a nice or a kind thing to do? Is it still selfish in that, in that respect? Mm. And I it's... Need to turn this into a therapy session. No, no. But it's, it's an interesting thought experiment. Because, like, even in that first instance of holding open a door, Mm -hmm. it is something that could be seen 
nice or kind based on your underlying intentions. So if the main reason you're doing it is so that you don't feel anxious, but you know it's going to end up depleting you and you won't actually be able to do as good of a job, but you're just doing it because it's going to make you anxious, then it starts drifting over into nice territory Mm. versus this is something that'll be really helpful. And even though I might be um, slim on my emotional bandwidth, it is worth it to help this person because I think it'll benefit them. Then it starts drifting. I am being nice or kind. Yes. Nice if somebody else says that. And two things can exist. Like, these... Both of these terms aren't mutually exclusive. You can want... You can see a couple with a stroller and think that this is going to be helpful, but also... And that is kind, but then also be expecting a thank you. And that part is nice. Like, there, there is a lot of gray in this. There's a lot of complexity between an interaction, and both can exist. And then the... Ultimately, it's more about the internal motivation. Like, you assessing yourself and saying, was that nice or kind? It's less about other people's perception of it, right? It's exactly. About your intention. Because at the end of the day, we're Christians. Is God that you're going to have to hold this up with. And... You can't lie. You can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to your friends. You can't lie to your family. You can't lie to God. He's there. He knows. So what a lot of this podcast has been and what writing this episode has been is asking myself, how was I truly being kind in the moment or did I just not want to deal with the confrontation or was I just too lazy to stand up for myself Or was it just something that would keep the peace, even though I knew that I was going to be at my wit's end? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times when I really sat down and thought about it, it was really drifting into nice territory. Mm -hmm. A lot of that comes from this feeling of wanting to be liked. Excuse me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just the feeling of wanting to be liked, though. It's also the, like inherently built into our into our psyche is the it's the african the african daughter mentality the african daughter complex of everything you do is for somebody else and has nothing to do with you so like even oh you go to school and you study something great so you can earn a living salary and be able to take care of your parents when you're older or you're supposed to like marry certain people because it's better for your culture. It's better for your tribe. It's supposed to preserve the culture. Yeah. Or you have to be nice to this auntie at church because you're not. She'll say things. And then your mom will look bad. Or your grandma will look bad. Or your auntie will look bad. This isn't me shading my family. It's it, like particularly this is just no. a shared experience. I know just multiple. I know so many other families that do this. Yeah. Yeah. And not even in Nigeria. In fact, let me share this. Let me show you this TikTok that I saw that speaks perfectly to this. You're single, but why? With your favorite host, Dr. Mrs. Lawson, married 16 days. Here to offer some advice for those of you dwelling in the pits of hell of singleness. Let's get into our new case. There's a young lady that wrote to me. She said that she has a dilemma. She has received a full scholarship to study for her master's abroad. But her boyfriend she has been dating for five years says that she should stay back so that she can be his wife. And can you believe it? She wants to pursue her master. Ladies, you have to be focused. What are you using an MSc for if you have not achieved an MRS? No, no, tell me. Better job? There is no better job than being a wife. What do you mean? Hey, why do you think 
business to pursue an opportunity for you to make money for your family that is wretched. When you can be married, your priorities are all messed up. Some of you are thinking to yourselves, oh, but I'm 23 and, you know, I may resent it if I pass upon an opportunity. You can never resent washing your man's boxers, taking care of him. You can never resent cooking his meals instead of going out and getting a good job and furthering your career. Don't get it twisted, my dears. Listen to me, I've been married for 16 days. You don't need any ambition in life. You pick being a wife at all costs. Even though he has not proposed, even though he has not talked about marrying you, but you must pick him. Thank you for joining me. Okay, I love that. I mean, obviously that's a joke. It's obviously a joke. But it's so on point. That is how so many Nigerian mothers, families think. Like my grandma's been trying to marry me off since I was 16. What was my auntie's wedding? Yeah, I was 16. I tell this story all the time. I'm not kidding. As I was walking out of the church with my aunt, because I was... Um, I was, what's it called, her, not maid of honor, um, there's like a, like a um, mistress or matron or something like that, basically like I was the, the one who had to do all the bitch work for the bridal team, or the, the bridal party, mm. the maids of honor and like the, uh, the bridesmaids doing it because I was younger. So I was like literally carrying her dress as she's walking out, the, out of the church with her betrothed, she's just gotten married. My grandma, hey Milade, you know your own is next though, I was 16! This was my junior year in high school. Yeah, it's yon is next. What? It's on the way. But like, but that's it. It's like that's the mentality we've all been brought up in is that everything we do is ultimately to lead us to be well educated and beautiful so that we can find a good husband who will pay well and if we get a good job, which is now an expectation on top of finding a good husband, that that money goes back into taking care of our family and raising our community because nothing is about the african woman everything is everything the african woman does is about everybody else so is anything that the african woman does kind or nice scary isn't it it's 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 a thought that i'm having to reckon with mm -hmm. one of the things about this african woman community very very community oriented mindset is that it is this weird, perverted version of a good thing. So even now, as we're trying to figure out where we lie in the middle of this, I have to remind myself that it's, it's, it's okay and good that I care about my community, that I want to invest in things just past my own instant gratification like sewing into other people or sewing into like my friends who are in ministry that is a good thing even though i may never see that money again they can yeah. st steal the money and go and i would never know but it's well, <laughs> no the <laughs> if you bet if you knew who i was talking about i don't know if you met met um jamie no, I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. It was like, if you if you knew, you'd, see, you'd recognize like how hilarious that is because she, she tried to give me back $2 for buying her a coffee, which... Oh, I like that person, though. That's so silly. Somebody who's not trying to use you. But I... One... That's... It's tough to feel like this is inherently a good thing, but the way that we're doing it right now is bad. Mm -hmm. And when we think about what it looks like to be kind, I'm starting to recognize that any sort of stray from the norm immediately gets you characterized as 
a bad woman, a bad mm-hmm. wife, uncaring, bad wife. a bitch. Mm-hmm. And I've even noticed this. Um, I don't want to put too much of my family drama out there, but I've noticed mm-hmm. this with the way that my mom like raised us and how like unconventional it was for her to essentially like leave the four of us with my dad, who was like a pretty big person at his company at the time to go to business school. Yeah. And people being like, people would like often look at my dad and be like, Oh my goodness. That's so, why would like, why would she, how can she leave and do all of these things and leave you with the children? Like we're not his children. Like I was like, aren't they? I was like, that's your kids too. And my dad would be, you remember, he'd be just as confused. Like what? Like aren't they my children? You're surprised that my wife feels comfortable leaving me with my kids perplexing i know but that tells you a lot about the standards to which african men are held in that we don't even really expect you to be able to take care of the kids or to want to part of what happens when we recognize that these are patterns that need to be broken is once again recognizing that we are going to we need to be disagreeable we need to be okay with people not liking the choices that we make for our own health so, welcome to another rendition of how I try to prove how incapable I truly am without the internet easily accessible oh to me. So, obviously, we're talking about kindness. I had to Google it. If you don't know that Every I Google... Every single time, he's like, that's his, the offspring. Absolutely. Wikipedia says, I'm like, girl, why couldn't we have described it ourselves? Because it's, I like for us to work from a shared um a shared base a, a common pool of understanding if you will i just thought this was going to be the escape from school no we're always in school we're all you should mm. we are forever students of life come on bible studies so the oxford definition of kindness is the quality of being friendly generous and considerate i didn't like that definition Mm-mm. i didn't like it <laughs> so naturally i turned to the bible i'm saying naturally, naturally. god is looking at me like naturally really? that's He's like you really went to the oxford english dictionary first so what are you trying to say so naturally after i went into the world i then turned back and said god do you have any thoughts about this <laughs> and look it's this important and kindness, when I would say to sum up what we're about to get into, kindness is selfless, compassionate, and merciful. Mm-hmm. And its greatest power is revealed in practice to our enemies and amongst the least. Mm. Now, you might... That's heavy. It's, yeah. It, we're, we're about to get into it. It's about to be... Break down. The spirits was moving when... Ah, the spirits was just moving as this episode was getting prepared for. One, one might say that the atmosphere is shifting. Because the spirit of the Lord is here. What were saying? As we're looking into the biblical and Oxford dictionary, I kind of broke down three main ways kindness expresses itself. The first... Students, do we have our books? Do we have our notes ready? Everybody take your notebook. Uh-huh. Your notebook and your pen. The first thing is that kindness is love's action. Hmm. I will say that again. Kindness 
is love's action. If you want to know what love is in reference to the Bible, what was it? First Corinthians 13 that said love is patient, love is kind, love is... Yep, love, love does not boast. Love, no, yeah, love does not boast. Feel free. Yeah, the, the one that white people use at their wedding, even if they've only been to church three times. Jesus. I'm like really really do you remember the rest of the context of this chapter (laughs) but naturally I didn't want to go there that's not the verse I wanted to reference I wanted to go into my problematic man's James I love someone who just likes to read as if you are a new listener and you're wondering who this James is James is one of my favorite books in the bibles it's five chapters which if you've read the bible it's short. The reason why I like Jay, he starts off murking people. Mm-hmm. Like he does not, he doesn't do pleasantries. He's not like, oh, and um, welcome. You know how I was in Psalms where he Paul, kind of has. No, Paul, every, every gospel or every letter that Paul wrote, the beginning was greetings to this person and this person's wife. And greetings to all of you who I met in this one church meeting. And greetings to all of you who eat bread um, in the town of Philistia. And greetings to the bread ma- bread makers themselves, and greetings to the wheat in Philistia, because the wheat in Philistia is so sweet. And greetings to the mill that grinds the wheat. Like that's how Paul. Opens that's how he opens it. Even when he was in jail. Mm-hmm. That's why he should be writing quick and easy, quick notes. He's still like, and greetings to all of the fishermen in Galatia, because they really spend a lot of time on the water. And greetings to the nut makers. And greetings. To- I'm like, Paul, oh, can we? Can we just? Get to the meat? What's the message? So, like, but James, James, James is the complete opposite. James 2. So this is one of the second chapter. James 2.15 says, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well. Keep warm and well fed. But does nothing about his physical needs. What good is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What good is it? Kindness no, is love's no good to that. action. Which means that being kindness requires that you are doing something yeah now if as you (laughs) if i sound triggered it's because i am a little bit and i'm in a season where people are talking people are not doing you know what let's just do it i'm as part of some of my apolitical political takes wow thoughts and prayers is not a kindness no oh my god please say it they're like, oh, we're, we've got our, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, your thoughts? Your thoughts? But also, all you saying thoughts and prayers, y'all don't pray. That's it. It's thoughts I'm and not, all y'all saying I'm thoughts and prayers confused. is not kindness. It's covering heard, your ass. I've never heard a Christian, a Catholic person. Well, not let me the Catholic side of this. I haven't heard anyone from, like, our faith, whether that's Christian um, Lutheran, Pentecostal, University Unitarian. I haven't heard any of those kinds of people say thoughts and prayers. prayers when this kind of shit happens because it's already assumed we're praying. I don't need to tell you my thoughts and prayers are with you. Like, we've made... People who don't pray, who will say that, and then they still don't pray. They're like, oh, my thoughts and prayers. Like, Ted Cruz being like, my thoughts and prayers to all... You're not praying. Valley, Texas. When did you pray? <laughs> <laughs> when... <laughs> You a lie. And what I anyway. what I don't like about thoughts and prayers or that concept and why I don't see it as a kindness is we've made asking God to comfort the hurt and perform justice this diluted social norm. 
to placate these hurt parties rather than taking any actionable steps or really praying. Yeah, it's like we decided that, or not we, it's like people who say this have decided that it's, it's not their responsibility to help in any way and that they're going to place the responsibility of solving the problem, healing the hurt, giving help where needed to this distant being that they may, they may or may not necessarily resonate with or speak to, but they're absolving themselves from any responsibility of actually taking action in saying, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with you. It's essentially like saying, oh, I would help, but I don't want to. Because not that you're, you can't help or that you can't do something. It's that they're actively choosing not to. And I love that... I love that James, I love that this is also mentioned in the Bible because it shows that you can't be kind and inactive. You can't be kind mm-hmm. sitting in your house by yourself doing nothing. Yep. You need to go out and interact with the world, make decisions, take action in order for you to even come close to being kind. Yep. And this is not, this is not a way to point fingers because myself is included and the reason why I'm so triggered about, like, not just the thoughts and prayers. Triggered. The reason why I'm so triggered by this comment is not necessarily just because what they're doing might hurt. But I know that when I make those pleasantries, when I say the things just to be said, it's because you don't have that much importance to me. You are not enough of a priority for me to actually do something. So why can't we just not say anything at all? So to be on the receiving end of that is rough. And I mean, some people, they just like, it's easier to, to placate and to say the pleasantries than to just stand in the fact that you're not going to do anything, especially when we're saying this and we have a podcast. So we understand that we're hypocrites. Yeah. We're just here talking. But part of it is that people like to say, I know do. Mm-hmm. You you get the you get the oxytocin, you get the the endorphins right. of I've done this good thing by saying I'm thinking of them and praying for them. You whether you're praying or not is debatable. Mm-hmm. So you you get that happy drug of saying that you'll do something mm-hmm. without actually having to do something. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice to just sit there and have checked the box of activism for the day, you know? Honestly. And what makes me so upset is recognizing within myself, when I do those same things, it is because you are not important to me. So when people are doing it to me, I know it's because I'm not that important to you. Mm-hmm. And as Nigerians, we know that we know better than most people. People like to talk. People like to talk. Yeah. And I'm trying to talk less and do more. I say on our podcast. <laughs> LOL. Insert the hypocrisy buzz sounds here. Mm-hmm. But in understanding that true kindness is love's action, I'm both aware and deeply appreciative of the people who are pouring into my life and who perform this act towards me. But I'm also saddened 
because the people who I may want to do these things don't and who don't, I'm having to live with the reality that they can't or they won't prioritize me. And I can't force anybody to choose me. I recognize that even in my small age. I can't force anybody to see me as worth it enough for their actions to match their words. I can only respond. But I'm learning now that choosing to step away from those relationships is a response I'm entitled to have. Yep. Yep. I have nothing to add. That's true. If you can't do something, if you can't pour into my life, it's okay if I ask you to exit from my life. It's okay. She said, yeet out. Is it not James that said... If you see somebody is hurting and you're not asking, you're, you're, you're saying, well, I hope that you eventually find water and you feed yourself, but you're not offering them food. You're not giving them water. What's the point of all of this? You're just there making mouth. Is the, And that's, that's James. Let's bring it, let's bring this a little bit out of the Bible and let's, let's ground this in society today. Let's say your friend is going through something really rough. Right. And you let, let's even say that you're, you're a little bit more progressive. So you ask them, is this a moment where you would like to rent? I'm not rent, rant or mm. vent. Or is this something that you actually need advice for? So let's tackle both of those. Let's say this is the instance that they are venting and they just need to get this out. And they just need to feel this emotion. It is... A kindness to listen to them and to hold space and to acknowledge those emotions, however fleeting they may be. Because we know as Christians that not everything that we're feeling in that moment is always true. Like you can be angry, like someone can upset you, and you could be very, very heated. Then five minutes pass and you're like, okay, that was, I was not actually that serious. I needed to just be angry in that moment and now I'm okay. And we understand that we don't let our emotions or our feelings rule over what is true or good. Mm -hmm. The unkind thing to do in that instance for me would be to essentially do the opposite of that. Oh, I'm going through all these things and be like, oh, but, and this is something that I know I'm very guilty of in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what about that other person? Or like, let's say you have a, you have beef with a coworker, like, why don't you look at things from their perspective or see how they're doing? When you, they've asked you to hold space for them, you're there concerning yourself. Me. You know, that, that really sounds like all lies matter. Mm. Mm. Apolitically political. Anyway. And now let's look at the other instance where they're actually looking for you to do something. Hey, I've been really sick. It's been so hard for me to get up and cook for myself. I'm just... All the way down in the dumps. What do I do? Well, girl, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope you feel better. You know, if you just gather up some willpower, I'm sure that you can, you know, fix yourself a meal. Meanwhile, you have Uber Eats money to be sending to them. Or you know that it would be nothing for you to at least boil rice. Buy rotisserie chicken and bring to them. Now, I'm not saying this is something that you need to do for everybody, but it's recognizing in those moments that when you're building a relationship with, like, when you're building a true friendship, 
Because that's, I not to be like, I can't just be kind to strangers, which you can be. But in instances where these are people who you're trying to build with, mm-hmm. kindness is always followed by some sort of action, whether that's right. holding space, whether that's providing food. It is knowing that there is something that you can do to give to bless these people because of the way that God has blessed you. Right. It's it's echoing, it's being a mirror for the kindness that you have received from others, but also being proactive in doing the things that you think would you think somebody else would benefit from in their time of need, right? Because, like, you know, like, maybe maybe me saying, like, oh, I'm tired, I haven't been able to, like, make food for myself. Maybe I don't want an Uber, I don't want you to send me money for Uber Eats. Maybe I don't want you to try and stress yourself out that way. But in at least saying, like, hey, can I Venmo you for dinner or can I buy your dinner? Even if I refuse that, you've still shown that you care. And that you're willing to do some, that you're willing to take the action and actually do something. Because even that in itself is useful. Even that in itself is helpful to somebody who's going through something deep. And there are people, I think what the, the light bulb switch that's going off in my head is that there are people in my life who do this. Yeah. I'm not saying this because I'm like, oh, I'm around all these trash people. I have great people in my life. Who served me this way? And as as we were going through just like, what do we want to say with this episode? I, part of the reason why I am starting to get very impatient hmm. with people who can't do this for me is because there are people who can and do. And will and do, yeah. Yeah. And so... I can't be calling, I can't be out here treating them the same way I treat you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I can't treat you well. If there's one thing between you and them, it's that y'all are not the same. Yep. You do not hold the same weight in my life. Yeah. And that's okay. That's important and it's healthy. But in recognizing that love is an action, I'm having to recognize that Sometimes the kind thing to do is to distance myself from people who don't pour into me so that I can love on the people who do. So I can show them how valued they are in my life. I can't do that if I'm running around looking, being concerned with people who aren't pouring into me, stressing myself over that when there are people who can and do. I need to be focused on them. Mm -hmm. And it's because at the end of the day, I can't force I can't force you to treat me like how Respect. exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Even I God can't force you to treat me the way my other friends treat me. Even God Almighty. Hmm. In all his omnipotence and omniscience has still given us free will. True. I mean he did say if none of us are gonna praise him, he's gonna get the rocks to praise him. That's it. So, even, so God can't even force me to obey him. Well, he could, but he doesn't. Well, I mean, he, he could. He but he doesn't. Not. He chooses not to. Let's acknowledge that. Thank you, God, by the way. Just a little side note, like, thanks, dude. We appreciate you. So appreciate if. You. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Sorry, I can't believe I just said that. Not you calling God, man. <laughs> and then you said, you said, yeah. Not to that. Appreciate you, man. 
So if God himself is not forcing me to see him for the God that he is, how can I try and force you? My only choice is to look at the cards laid out before me and make a decision. And sometimes, the kindest thing I can do is to ask you to exit my life. Hi. What's the second aspect of kindness? Kindness? I know. I said I... Because the first one is the most important one, right? The yes. The first one is the most important one, so that's why we spend so much time on it. The first one is what? Kindness is love in action. Yes. So then what's our second trait? It kind of goes against a lot of this energy, but kindness is um, hilariously gentle and mild. Mm, soft. Mm. Said, soft energy. Yes. I know. I was giving you guys this rambunctious energy, I, but... You really like this rambunctious today. I don't know. What can I see? I drank coffee. What was it? I think I had Proverbs 15.1. Is this it? Okay. Yes. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Okay, side note. Proverbs Proverbs to me is very funny because well, you can tell that whoever wrote Proverbs has a sense of humor because they'll say one verse that says one thing and then the next verse almost directly contradicts it, but only in a very specific context. Yes. If you keep reading, I mean, we can keep reading a little bit for fun. Reading, it's very funny. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of fools pour out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. I can stop yeah, that. So there's your contradiction, right? Because it starts and says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Yes. A harsh word stirs up anger. But then on the other hand, it says, whoever heeds reproof is prudent. Yes. And a fool despises his father's, father's instruction. instruction. So on the one hand, it's like, yes, we need to say things softly because that's what keeps people from getting angry. But on the other hand, if your, fa- if your, if your parents are yelling at you or somebody in authority is yelling at you to do something, you better take it because that's wisdom. And if you don't take it, that's foolishness. But are they still being, but like, but you just said that the soft answer is better. Like what? God, what's happening? Sorry, Proverbs makes me laugh. No, and it's crazy because I think think. it does. Because as I'm, we obviously know that in my kindness journey, I may be more on the exit out of my lifetime than be gentle and mild time. And we recognize that you can do good to someone and still not be kind. You know? So when we look at what kindness is trying to do and how it looks like when it's gentle and mild, I found um, this quote. Oh, I did not add a source. I'm super sorry. We'll find the source. We can link it. But it says, uh, kindness aims to do good in a way that is gentle and mild, in a way that is sensitive to the needs of people. True kindness is surrounded by love and seeks to bless others by doing good to them in a gentle and mild way. I know that I have overcorrected and I'm on average more of a nice or a kind asshole than... (laughs) Then I am just kind. The right. gentle and mild, we're working on. It's okay. 
I'm not mild-mannered. I don't like mild salsa. None of it. Your chicken peri-peri is usually extra hot. Extra hot. Yeah, we get that part. And upon reflection, I know that a lot of this energy is because kindness is often taken for granted. And as a recovering people pleaser, I'm by being kind and being gentle towards someone who may not deserve that kindness is welcoming the risk of my kindness be not being received well or it not being reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And knowing that if I'm a, a real follower of Christ, if I'm about it, that he's the only person that I should be looking to get approval from about my kind actions. It doesn't matter how that person treated me. As long as I'm right with God, then it should be hunky-dory. But we all know that this is life, and that's, that's, not, not, that's not how life works. That's not how life works. Unfortunately, we can't piss everybody off and expect to still function in society. We have to have at least one person like us. The problem becomes making sure that everyone likes you, and then you just spiral. But, you know, you fail. Because I was definitely on my people-pleaser time, I am... I just full course corrected and like, well, it's fuck everybody time. Right. It's burn the world down and dance on the ashes time. Not the ashes. Gyrate. With Jubilee. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? <laughs> Gyrate with Jubilee. Yes. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> so I'm shaking. Doing so with joy. Stop. I think that when I think about kindness, being gentle, I I know we keep going back to this Samaritan woman story. It's because it always cracks me up. Even though, like, this woman was being xenophobic, Jesus' response, like, that's crazy that you ask somebody for water. They're like, nah, it's not that time over here. And you're like, I'm the great Messiah, and I would like for you to be the person who shares this news. Like, that's not, that's not how normal people do things. I mean... Esther, what's your third point about kindness? Because this segues right perfectly into it. You are to be kind to those who do not deserve it. Right. Jesus. Think about the fact that, that Jesus decided, well, this is somebody who is, one, not a Jew, so would have been looked at funny, mm-hmm. and seen as undeserving by the rest of the Jewish population. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was living a life that they saw as unholy. And who was living on the, the outskirts of society to the point where she had to go fetch water at a time when nobody else would see her. And when it could potentially be unsafe for her to do. Yeah, unsafe and also hard. Like, because she was fetching water in the middle of the day. It's scorching hot. And yet somehow he still was kind. And told her that... And still wanted to be not just the Messiah for the Jews, but for everybody. And it brings up this question of, does the fact that someone has wronged you give you the right to be unkind? Now, as Christians, we all know the answer. The answer is no. No. I guess. But cognitive dissonance. So, I know that God has been kind to me when I've wronged him. Yet, I still want to get into my ten plagues of Egypt bag with you. With you people. I definitely want to. I know that God has, you know, his grace is new every morning, new mercies. All of that. I'm... Dory, Don Nolan lyrics stuff, yeah. I want your rivers to turn into blood. I want your firstborn sons to die. I want 
you to have boils. I want. It's not that serious. It's really not that serious. Please, re- please refrain from the boils. <laughs> refrain from the boils. <laughs> I want it to rain hail and then fire. No, thank you. <laughs> no. If you have no idea what we're talking about, honestly, we can re we can revamp. We can find the modern day version of the ten plagues of Egypt. If you have no idea what we're talking about, by the way, there was an earlier episode, I believe. I believe it's Old Testament God Energy, which is our first episode. No, no, no. They did this recently. It was um. What we were talking about? Oh, you're right. Get on the winning team. Our forgiveness episode. Forgiveness. Yeah. LOL. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, because we did recap the 10 plagues and said, like, why would you test God when he did X, Y, Z? And what makes makes it so hard to be kind to people who don't deserve it is that the solution is simple, but difficult. Like, we know what to do. Just be kind. But I don't want to be kind. And I'm staring down God on this one. Like, we're looking at each other. I know I'm going to be the one who breaks. It's obviously not going to be him. But that doesn't mean that I'm not still trying to be ignorant sometimes. Mm -hmm. And in that same vein of wanting to get into my 10 plagues of Egypt bag, I also recognize that the same way that I have to forgive to be forgiven, I have to... To be kind, to have kindness extended to me. No, you don't. I do. Choose chaos. No, you don't. I'm kidding, obviously. But, yeah. I mean, that's the point is to build a kinder society, right? A more loving society, a more... Um, not necessarily tolerant, because that would be a dream, but we all know that's not going to happen. Um, but a more cognizant society and we can't expect those things if we're not willing to put them in put the work in to see them to see that done right yeah and so i guess by effect yeah we have to be kind to receive kindness we can't expect to receive kindness unless we are kind but that's not the point of kindness kindness is supposed to happen even when you don't that's the crazy part so that that's the catch-22 that i kept coming on my head the whole point of kindness is that this is completely for the benefit of the other party. I j- yeah. well, at least with forgiveness, like I'm forgiving for you, but I'm also forgiving for me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm kind to you, that doesn't mean I'm being kind to me. In fact, mm-hmm. it might mean the opposite that I'm being unkind to myself by being kind to you. Yep. And I can't come and kill myself. I can't do it. I cannot come and go and kill myself and then die on top of it. Sorry, I had to finish the whole thing. And when I think about it further, I ask myself the question, the same way we gave ourselves permission to not forgive immediately. Mm. With kindness, what's so weird about it is that I don't think, like, when I ask myself, how quick should I be to respond with kindness? Kindness has a much shorter time frame with that it's effective. If I see somebody on the, let, no, let me not even do like that, or I see somebody on the street, that's, that's, let me not cut. If a friend of mine tells me that she's feeling sick and I know that I, I've already, I've just made food and I've made enough for the week and God has blessed me with enough finances where giving her some of the food will not, is not, not a big deal. Mm. It's not like I can wait 
to decide on my kindness the same way I can wait a bit before I decide I want to forgive. The kindness... If you wait till tomorrow, she could have already gotten food. Inconvenienced herself or, or it could have been somebody else, but like she would have already solved the problem by the time that you realize, hey, let me do this thing. Yeah. It may be too late. It may be too late. And what has annoyed me more about kindness than forgiveness is that if I'm going to be kind, it needs to be immediate. Yeah. Which means I need to go through the thought process of actively rejecting my impulsive nature that wants mm. to be more selfish, that wants to say no when I shouldn't and mm. decide right there in that moment, yes, I'm going to be kind. I need to get a right. faster response time on my kindness in order for it to be truly effective, even with the people who I don't think deserve it. Because if I wait too long, then my moment of kindness has passed. And God has taken notes. Yep. He sees it all. So I guess with that in mind, how are you trying to be a better person today? Yeah, deep size on this one, huh? I had to really think about it this time. Because I can't... I could have done the cop-out and like, oh, I'm going to try and be kinder to people. That's not that. That's not where this is going. Like, that's sort of where it's going. But that's not where this is going. I think I recognize I need to find a balance in showing that I value the people who pour into me, but then I also need to learn how to not be an asshole to those who don't. Yes. But see it as important to be kind to them because God has been kind to me. It's a very interesting balance I'm trying to find within myself because I'm in recognizing that kindness is not always going to look like niceness, um, one thing that I've been having to struggle with is the kind thing to do would be co- to correct you. But I didn't, I don't, I will sometimes have moments where I don't even think that you're worth my correction. Right. Even if the correct thing to, even if the kind thing to do is to correct you. So I'm struggling to figure out how can I balance being kind to those people who pour into me and showing love to people who I already know do that. I don't I'm yeah. I don't think I'm yet in a place where I'm kind to people who are unkind to me. Mm-hmm. But I need to learn how to not be an asshole to people who don't. I think that I've in course correcting from being a people pleaser, it has hardened my heart. It has made me a lot less quick. With good reason, it's defensive, right? Yes. I don't think it was... I don't blame myself, or I don't necessarily consider it a wrong action, but part of growing up is recognizing that my response may have been good, but in building the kind of person that I want to see myself as, it would require having to do things that go against my nature. Right. Like, people people are going to hurt me. That's inevitable. People are going to misuse and mistreat my kindness. That's also inevitable. Where I do have agency is how I treat them and how I love on those who already love me. Yep. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to be out here being kind to those people who aren't kind to me. Ha <laughs> ha! We're a ways away from that. You thought. We're a ways away. But I'm ready to correct y'all. 
I know that we started this with some low energy. It's still kind of on that low energy. But I'm recognizing, especially in this season, that where kindness looks like correction or kindness looks like having a tough conversation, I need to start making space for that. I can't just always chalk it up as, well, you're a horrible person. Back to the people who love me. Because if I'm just chucking things off to people being a horrible person, then no change is going to occur. They're just going to do that same thing to somebody else, hurt them, and continue the cycle. Yep. Somebody needs to say it. And I've been frustrated that I have been the person who's having to kind of step up and say things and take action. But I'm starting to see that this is God telling me One, it's going to be hard, but I'm going to equip you. I am going to give you the strength so that you can do this. And it's going to require, sadly, you doing away with things that aren't as necessary. Now, and things that are not as necessary that you may want to do. Mm -hmm. So maybe I would like to just Netflix for two hours at night, every day. But Mm -hmm. if... God is calling me to correct you. Maybe that needs to go down to an hour and a half. Like sometimes it might take away from your mental health, but then that moment, mm-hmm. the kind thing to do is to let them know that you, you are not the person to do, you are not the person that can handle this, but this needs to be addressed um, and maybe delegating. But it's recognizing that with what kindness looks like to people who don't deserve it is asking God, for how do I, how do I make this work? What about you? How are you trying to be a better person today? Well, I mean, similar to you, trying to not be a people pleaser has been a process. Um, and not to be sitting here and being like, <laughs> and breaking generational curses. But, I mean, there's something to be said about trying to break that cycle of the expectation that comes with being an African firstborn girl of needing to live a certain way, please people a certain way and all of that. It's it's scary but that that can be unlearned, right? I think what I am striving to do moving forward is at least acknowledging that mm. that just because I'm doing something that benefits somebody doesn't mean it does it do, doesn't mean that one it doesn't benefit me or it can't benefit me and two it's not a bad thing to do things that do benefit me as well hmm. it's not a bad thing to not be nice and to not be kind and i know that sounds very easy no i would even argue say, that sometimes doing the thing that is not nice is kind like you saying yeah. i do not have the bandwidth for this i cannot do this at this point is the kindest thing you can do to that person mm-hmm. Because if you accept it, then you're stressed out. You can't perform to their best ability. They're confused because you accepted to do this and they're not frustrated with you. So it's okay. It's not even... In fact, it is kind. I am here to tell you it is kind to not be nice. To say no. To not be kind. Yes. I guess with that... This has been another episode of A Beg the Podcast. Effie, do you want to tell everyone how, where they can find us? If you like what we're doing, 
If you like the tunes and things, you should follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. Our handle is at abegthepod. That's A-B-E-G-V-P-O-D. Follow us on social plug, media. I, I regret having picked that handle because it's just so easy for her to rhyme. You have so much fun doing the rhyme. It's so great. Follow us on social media where they are. You should also make sure that on Spotify, on Apple Music, wherever you're listening to us, leave a rating, leave a review, let us know. Let us know how we're doing. Nice things. Only nice things. You know, let us know how we're serving. If you have not nice things to say that are actually how we just called ourselves hypocrites on here. Take care.